What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. What's good, brotherhood? Thanks again for joining me for another week of awesome 3% goodness. Before I forget to ask, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And also, please drop us a five-star review. It helps us out in the podcast ratings. All right, this week, the lovely Marine Corps chick, a.k.a. Dana Diaz, joined me as a co-host this week to chat with 3% brother Louise Botello about online dating, why most men aren't successful and get discouraged from online dating, an experiment Louise did on Tinder using a fake female profile, and how we think Corey Wayne might be a little out of touch with his online dating recommendations in his book. We'll get to all of that and more right after this word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right, 3% Brothers. I have with me this week 3% Brother Louise Botello and my co-host, Marine Corps Chick. Her name is Dana, actually, uh, if you guys didn't know that. How are you guys doing? Doing good. (laughs) I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Louise. So, Louise, you reached out to me because you had a, an idea for a, a, a Come On Man episode because you wanted to talk about online dating. And also, you had set up a, an experiment where, where you created a fake female profile and uh, you wanted to show some, some guys why they weren't being successful. Is that correct? That is correct. So, I have... Um read the the 3% book a few times. The first time I read was in 2016. So it has been quite of a journey in the last few years. And it's natural for you to start sharing, right? Some of those principles that Corey Wayne teaches in the book. So a few months ago, I decided to, um, I was talking to a few friends about Corey's book and 
online dating more specifically, right? So that uh, I wanted to show some of the reasons why they were not being successful based on my own experience. Most of my relationships in my entire life, they have been, they have started with uh, online dating, online uh, dating apps. Mm-hmm. So what I did was to create a fake profile. The, the purpose was not to deceive anyone, of course, but it was just to understand how it is, how dating apps are from the perspective of a, of a woman, right? Okay. You weren't trying so to cat, I, catfish anybody. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, so what I did was I got a, a few pictures with permission of a friend of, uh, in Brazil. That's my uh, country where I'm from. And I would say she is... Uh, Eight out of ten. I hope she's not seeing that. She's not hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> women don't. Women don't listen to the show. Just Marine Corps chick. Yeah, and mom. Cool. <laughs> okay. So so just Marine chick. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So so she she's a very attractive girl. Um, it, she would be a tra- considered attractive by most men's eyes, I would say. Okay. And the whole point it was to create this profile. Uh. I swiped right in the first 100 people uh, without any, with no criteria. I just literally swiped right on every single person, every single man. So, so this, is on, first this is on Tinder, I'm taking it. Th- that's correct. Okay. That's correct. So, so that was on Tinder. And the, so there were a few things that I wanted to learn uh, with this experiment. First of all was, how many of these 100 men will swipe right? Will, how many of these swipes will be a match, correct? That's the most obvious ones. Yeah. But also I wanted to see how, what's the normal opening line for a man? What's the, <laughs> yeah. how, how do men normally start a conversation? And also I, I, I was able to look at the profiles of these guys and immediately understand why so many men, they complain that they're ghosted it becomes obvious once you see the situation through the perspective of a woman. So that was the, uh, the experiment. Okay. I'm curious. I'm curious. Cause so we have, we have Dana on, um, and Dana, we met on Bumble. So you had to reach out first, but mm-hmm. did you ever in that experience before you and I met, did you ever match with anybody you reached out and then they came back with some kind of cheesy line? Oh my goodness. It's kind of ridiculous, but honestly, those are the kind of, um, they're kind of fun unless you get like the creepy. So I think I told you about the guy that chased me around my car. You did tell me about that guy. Yeah. That, um, he was one of those people. Um, but most of the time it's actually kind of funny if they reach out with some cheesy line, cause then you try to throw it back and then you're like, okay, this, you know, it, it doesn't really ever go anywhere because you'll be talking to them for like an hour and then they'll find somebody else to occupy their attention. And so honestly, if they're, if they're coming up, if they're having to think of like material to come up with, to talk to you, then you're probably just wasting your time. So what did Most, that, I was going to say, what did that guy say to you? The, the creep that chased um, you, or do you remember? <laughs> kind of, it was like something about a starry eyed princess or whatever. And, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. It just, um, but most of the time, like, you know, if, if you got some, like, 
line like that they nine times out of ten they're creeps so you kind of just i don't know but um, people that you actually end up talking to you know like mm-hmm. you it's mm-hmm. most of the time you're just like hey how's your day going like it's just an initial conversation starter like how are you doing yeah so got it so yeah so going back to you louise um so what <laughs> what was like the typical opener i would imagine it's just like hey or what's up yeah, that, that is correct. Uh, before I even like mention that, I think it's important to talk about like the rate of matches because okay. this actually translates a lot of what's going on with dating apps and why the whole purpose of this dating apps is to make you know your life easier meeting people and in, in some ways is that it actually makes quite harder to connect with people because of supply and demand right so yeah. the one thing that, that that was obvious to me is that you know from 100 swipes about 75 to 80 became matches so and 100 swipes is not even that many swipes you know yeah. if you think in the long term you're going to swipe a lot more than that but from the perspective of this girl this natalie girl of my this fake profile she had eight 80 matches out of 100 swipes and that was a few days after right so I, I i swiped 100 times in the first day and i left it there for a few days and when i logged in again in the account that's that was the result wow. so so from 80, perspective, an 80 percent match rate that's correct and even after those first few days if you know every 10 swipes that i that i gave right was about seven to eight matches average so that kind of gives you the idea that attractive women, they, they will usually get an overwhelming amount of attention online, right? And that mm-hmm. makes, makes it more, it makes, it makes more understandable why it's so hard sometimes to, to even get a response, right? I had a friend, for example, that was a few years ago. She was, she, she showed me on Tinder, she had 800 matches. 800 so how do you even manage that right and so that first aspect of of dating apps you know online dating more specifically dating apps kind of molds what happens next so you ask for example what what's the what's the common first line that men would would, you know would um, start the conversation with and most of them, I would say like about 70% of the message that I got from this specific profile, it was, hey, how are you? How's it going? How's uh-huh. your day going? What yeah. are you up to? So those messages, it's pretty much all the time, yeah. right? So if you're an attractive woman, you know, or uh, and you get a message like this, you're automatically you automatically move to the category of guys of all the other guys that do exactly the same thing. And it's hard to actually, you know, have the motivation to talk to a person like that because you get this type of message all the time. So that was the common, the most common, um, that's the most common mistake. The most men uh, will make when they, you know, when they're trying to start a conversation online. Yeah. Uh, Some of them, I was going to say, yeah, there was uh, a few months ago, I, I remember on the 3% Man Facebook group page, one of the guys, someone was asking for like examples of how to 
open up uh, a conversation with women on mm-hmm. dating apps or some suggestions. And there was at least like one or two guys that were like, I just say, Hey, because I'm not going to chase, man. If she likes me, she likes me. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I, if, if that works for you, I guess, you know, but I, I know that doesn't work because I know like Correct. most women are getting bombarded with creeps and just guys doing the same thing. They don't know what to say. They're not, uh, they're not original. They don't stand out from the crowd. So they all just do the same thing. Hey, Hey baby. Hey, good looking. That's right. And, um, one, uh, I found a YouTube video, uh, God, maybe five or six months ago that had a really good technique that I liked, which was, um, you look through their profile. Cause a lot of guys also don't spend a lot of time looking at profiles. And I Correct. think a, a lot of women fucking hate that, <laughs> you know, they put a lot of time in their profile. Um, so one thing that this one video I saw suggested was you go through their profile, you know, you get information about them or whatever, but maybe you like look through all their pictures and, mm-hmm. um, you find one picture, right. And then you try to guess what they're thinking in that moment in that picture. And so hmm, that's your opener, you know, you're like, Hey, picture number three, you look like you're trying to decide if you want cheese on your cheeseburger or not. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but it's, it's, it's something unique. It's something they don't see every day. And it, uh, from my experience actually does get a pretty good response. You at least get something. Mm-hmm. So, um, then the problem is sometimes you get women who are, they don't know what to say either. And then they come back and they're just like, yeah, no, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what were you thinking? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, fuck. Now, now I got to try to pull a conversation out of you. No, thanks. Uh, hard pass. <laughs> that, that, that's why uh, it's so ineffective to start a conversation with small talk because mm-hmm. not only everybody's doing that but it's hard to, for you to transition from that small talk to an actual conversation where things flow naturally right so and, and, and that the example that you gave is actually a great example of uh, a good way to start a conversation because you start with the topic right away and then it's easier for you to go from there than if you start with a hi how are you and the person responds how i'm good how are you i'm good right so the 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 whole idea um you're right there's not a one specific message that will work every single time there's not one sure right answer for every time but there is a right direction right and the right direction is to ask something or to make some type of comment that is personal to that person, right? So uh, a quick example I had recently is that I matched this girl um, on Bumble and in her, in her profile, she had a, like comments about Harry Potter, right? So if you, if you don't know, you know the Harry Potter universe, you're not gonna understand my opening line, but it was clear to me that she was passionate about the the Harry Potter book series, correct? Oh, sure. And okay. and I was too. So it, it was part of my childhood. You know, I, I was a big fan of it. So in the in the Harry Potter universe, there is a a spell where if when the when the wizard casts the spell Accio, it brings something to to them. So they will say Accio the book, and the book will fly to their hand. Mm. Right. It was it was something that obviously would not work to everyone. Louise, Louise did, is some nerdy shit, man. 
Yeah, it is. It is some nerdy shit. It's definitely some nerdy shit. But that's probably why it worked so well. Uh, I all I said was Akio Stephanie. Oh. It was, and then she showed up, and then she she answered laughing because it made sense to her that that what I was doing was like kind of casting her to come to me. Mm. So obviously, this is not something that would work for everybody. But it it goes back to your point where you need to look at the profile and look for clues of something that can create a conversation from the very first line instead of trying to do small talk and transition that into a conversation. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I think um, I want to get Dana's take on this. I can't remember how Dana opened with me, but I feel like women can literally say anything. (laughs) (laughs) I think it literally opened with, hey, what's up? And guys would be like, ha I got a live one. I got a live one here. Um, but what, what do you think about this so far, Dana? Does that, I think it's, um, absolutely true. You know, you'll get the men out there who are like, Hey, and you're like, Hey, you know, <laughs> it's pretty boring or hi. Okay. Hi. And then, you know, again, you're trying to pull a uh, conversation out of somebody and nobody wants to do that. Like, you know, at the point where you're trying to drag words out of somebody, it's kind of just a lost cause. But I think, I don't remember what I said to you either, but I like to use the same tactic as like, you know, you find something in a picture, you read their profile, you know, find out if you're even compatible. Um, Then you look at their pictures and find something in your picture. So I, I believe I said, um, I like your smile or something like that, you know, something that I'm like, oh yeah. And then I think you told me you were bike riding that day and you enjoyed doing it or something. It's, and it's, yeah. So I definitely agree with it. Um, if you're just, if you're not paying attention, you're not going to get her attention. So I don't know. Especially when she's bombarded with like a <laughs> hundred other matches. I don't know if, I don't know how That's it is. Fair. So, we, so, so Louise, um, you live pretty relatively close to Dana and I. You're in um, you're in Utah, about f- four hours from us. So so Dana and I live in a small county in Colorado called Delta. So mm-hmm. from what like what I found on uh, Tinder and Bumble specifically is like I don't think I could get a hundred matches because I don't think there's a hundred like options on the dating app at any given time so that's pretty impressive that would have i mean i could see that in a big city but like dana did you didn't have that you didn't have like 100 single guys out here did you um there was a few yeah i mean there's a lot but that i matched with so in bumble um you can look up into the left and you can see how many people liked you or whatever so that number was typically high but as far as actually matching with people it was pretty few and far between so i don't know take that for what it's worth yeah it makes but sense like ju- definitely... uh, the geography would change <laughs> yeah so like you know mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah you can, there's definitely a plethora of people out here, not as much as, you know, like I'm not, there was nowhere near 800 matches, but, um, not maybe not even a hundred, but, um, there's definitely a lot of people that have an interest, but I guess you being interested back is kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I rare. would, I, yeah, I felt like this, the- I, I was going to say, I feel, I felt like I was having a great week if I matched with like four people. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, go, go ahead. In Utah, in Utah, the the yeah, this would be very different here. Pretty much for anyone because um, there are there are hundreds of thousands of students alone, right? Mm. The, like there's one only one university here. There's like five miles from me. That university by 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 itself is like thirty thousand students. So if you put like thirty miles, uh, you know, of range in your in your search, you you're gonna have more matches than you can possibly swipe. You know, in months, it never ends. It just keeps going forever. So it's a, it's a good that, problem that, to have. <laughs> it's a it's it's a good problem. But at the same time, you know, that's that increases the pro the the. <laughs> The issues as well and one thing that that it's also very important and i think that guys especially men will overlook this a lot is that like we were talking how we have to look at people's you know the girl's profile to look for clues right but in apps like bumble they need to start a conversation which means that it is as important for men to have in their profile like a, a profile that is set up in a way to make conversation easy right and that and setting up that it starts with the with the pictures right because that's the first thing people will, will use to determine if they're going to swipe right or, or not so most most of the time you know many of the most uh, basic mistakes that men will make starting with their pictures is sometimes like people like you should never use a group picture as your main picture right nobody likes to be guessing who you are in the in the picture or sometimes it's a man who and that's i saw that a lot in my experiments some men they only had selfies right and what that tells the the woman is that it, it looks like this person has no social life it's it's like it's only selfies you know it's all all, all pictures are selfies um some men only had one picture that also hurts you know the, the their ability to connect because you want to see more than one specific angle you know of one specific picture that that person took and so that's the first thing right people need to to um pop good pictures pictures that reflect <laughs> who they are at that moment and not you know who they were years ago um but also in their profile i think corey in the book he actually talks about how he does right in, in the book he talks about how he pretty much he um i don't like what's the I, I don't like Corey's uh recommendation in the book for online dating i feel i kind I of feel like, like either <laughs> I, kind, I kind of feel like Corey's a little out of touch when i read through that um he yeah he talks about in the book um he sets up a profile and he, he tells you go to understandingrelationships.com which is his website and look up the ultimate dating profile. And if you go to that, it's a very <laughs> fucking long-winded profile. I feel like it's designed yeah. for like uh, apps like Match or something. Um, and, and then in the book, he says, he waits for like women to reach out to him or wink at him. Mm -hmm. And then he says, he just sends him his number. He says, here, call me. I, I feel like no woman would call. Yeah, and, and, I, I agree with you. Which is, it, it's also... It's counter. It, it, it's um, it goes against what he also says in the book, which is you never give a woman your number. Like if you're meeting them in person and you ask them for their number and they go, oh, well, why don't you give me your number? He says that means that they're not interested in you. 
<laughs> so <laughs> so he's like don't don't expect them to call you back but then when he talks about online dating he says i give them my number motherfucker what is it you know so i think i, I think i understand where he's coming from because if you try to you know to think through Corey's eyes and like he he's a successful man and I'm pretty sure he has options all the time right so if you have if you're in that spot if you're in that position where you have people and you have the attention you need in your daily life all the time you know you, you really don't have time for to to put yourself in, a, in an online scenario you don't need that right why would you go out of your way to try to meet people online when you have people around you all the time. So, so I agree totally with you that he is out of touch on that. And I think it's probably because of he doesn't need it, right? So he actually yeah. doesn't understand, I would say, he doesn't understand the, the details of online dating because he's not like... I, I get the impression, I get, I get the impression after listening to the book, I'm on my 13th listen now, and he's, I get the impression that he doesn't really do online dating. He, yeah, he he's, yeah. he's typically a cold approach guy. He meets people in social events. He sets up dates that way. And then he just has that sprinkled into the book because online dating is so prevalent. People want to know about it. So he's like, ah, eh, this is what I guess I would do, but I don't think mm -hmm. he fucking does it. Yeah, I, I don't think either. Uh, but, you know, if you don't, if you're not in that position where you have that tension all the time, then dating apps are a good option for you. Mm -hmm. um, if you do it right, um, it's, it's pretty much just a tool, right, to get to the point where you get a date. So a person that is like, the, the whole point is to get to meeting the person um, in real life. And so that would be that, that. That's what I consider like on online. Like if you're if you're saying that you have success online, it's because you're getting dates out of it. If mm -hmm. you're not getting dates out of it, you it's not going anywhere, and that doesn't mean anything. The amount of matches you have doesn't mean anything. Uh, the amount of attention online, if that doesn't become dates, mm -hmm. then um, it really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's one thing I I uh, I talked to, uh, you know, Luke, Luis. He's yeah. one of the mm -hmm. uh, moderators. He's also been on the podcast like a bajillion times. Um, yeah, I've Luke and I talk about this sort of thing all the time. Um, we always look at it like, yeah, matches don't mean shit. Um, even setting a definite date on the app doesn't mean shit. It, it, it doesn't mean anything until you're face-to-face -face with that person. That's right. Oh, let's see here. Oh, we're getting a, an out-of-time thing. <laughs> Fucking Zoom. Hey, uh, can we all disconnect and re reconnect here real quick? Yeah. Okay, we will do that and then we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Stupid Zoom. One of these days I'm gonna have to spring for an actual <laughs> Zoom license. <laughs> but uh, today is not that day. Um, what were we talking about? I can't remember now. We were talking about- um, Corey Wayne and online dating. Corey Wayne, he's out of touch. <laughs> I think with the online dating, he probably does a lot of cold approaching. Um, yeah, so I'm not a, I'm not a fan of his techniques in the in the book. I just I don't think they're I don't think they'll work. Yeah, he definitely doesn't go deep on the subject. Uh, he the whole point of his book is really to 
for for real life interactions right so yeah. it, it's if you read the book it's clear that he doesn't actually give much attention to that topic sure and one, the, uh, one, yeah. one, one thing that you did you bring up and I, um, I'm recalling now. So you, you were saying how the purpose of online dating is to get a date. And I was saying how um, until you're actually face to face with someone, it doesn't mean anything because you can set that definite date. I've had that so many times where I've set the definite date. Um, you wait, you know, however many days until you actually meet up. I always do the, the confirm, confirm method. Corey doesn't uh, believe in confirming. I think it's, I think that's a little out of touch in modern day as well. Um, but I've done the confirm, confirm method. And then I've had like women flake out on me last minute, you know, which I can also understand because there's a lot of creeps out there. Um, Dana thought I ghosted her, but bless her heart. She was like, she, cause I, I, I confirmed with her the night before I said, Hey, we still good for tomorrow night at CB's. And she goes, I, I guess I thought you ghosted me. I was like, I don't ghost. I don't ghost. She's like, okay, well then, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, um, but yeah, then there's, there's plenty of times where uh, I get women that either just don't respond back. They ghost me then mm -hmm. I know not to waste my time or I've, you know, I've had it where they go, Oh yeah, you know what? Something came up and blah, blah, blah. And then I don't waste yeah. my time. Um, so yeah, unless you're like face to face, it means nothing because anything can happen between the time you set that date and the time you actually meet up in person. Um, one thing I also want to mention, and I mentioned it before in a previous episode on texting uh, that I feel like a lot of guys have a problem with as far as online dating goes is they feel like they have to build rapport, like a lot of rapport up on the dating app before they even ask a, mm -hmm. a, a woman out on a date. And I think that's a huge mistake. I feel like th the longer it takes to set that date, the, that, the, lesser, the lesser your chances are of actually meeting face-to-face -face in person with her. So I That's personally, right. I don't like to uh, do a back and forth with someone more than about 10 minutes worth before finding a segue to set a definite date. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you, yeah, and there, there, there are great ways to do that transition. I would say that from the moment you start with an opening line, there are pretty much three phases. Like, first is you have to, to start with an opening line that, that makes a conversation easy, right? So, like we were talking, if you, if it's on Tinder, most likely you're going to have to do that, that first message. If it is on Bumble, it's good for you to create a profile. Where that it makes you know makes it easy for the woman to get something something out of your profile and create a conversation. But I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, the more you have a conversation during you know in the app, the less you're gonna have to talk in person. Um, so and, and and the more chances you have to fuck it up, right? So it's <laughs> the second part or the second phase. I would I would say that's like the build up phase, which is. You start a conversation, you got, you, you know, you found a common ground with that person because you made a comment about something that, you know, she likes, uh, she likes to do with something in her, in her picture. Then you read her level of, of attraction, right? So there are times where you're going to be, you know, you're going to ask a question to a woman in the app and they answer the question, but they don't ask, you know, a question back to you. 
Mm. And for me, that's a red flag as, uh, already. And I don't want to hang out with someone that, that behaves like that because that's a sign of low level of attraction. So a lot of times that's what, what Corey talks about as men project their attraction, you know, and, and forget to read the, the woman's level of attraction. But I agree with you that as soon as you, you know, you build up the conversation, conversation and, and, and that just takes a few messages, you know, um, maybe four or five messages, then you, um, you have what you, you know, what do you need to transition that into a date? And a good way to do that is as soon as she asks you a question back, you say, I love to answer that in person to you. When are you available to get together? Right, especially if, you know if you guys are starting to want to get to know each other, then it's a good way to transition into a date. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100. That's pretty much what I would try to do. Uh, that's how, like, that's uh, especially if like uh, you did get a woman who had a lot of interest and she was asking you a lot of questions. Um, mm -hmm. One thing I would say is, uh, whoa, whoa you know, that's a lot of questions. How about we answer some of these in person? <laughs> when are you free to meet up? <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's a good way to, to do that. Cause then it, it kills the mystery if you don't do it that way. You know, I want to say, I want to bring up another thing that Luke does. Um, Luke right now he's killing it on the dating apps, even though like, so Luke lives in England and they're on full lockdown again because of COVID. Uh -huh. But he's still killing it. But one of the things that like, I can't, I couldn't do the stuff that Luke does. He says the goofiest shit on, um, and I mean this in the, in the, in the lummingest of ways. He says the goofiest shit. That's just so random. These chicks have like no, no recourse, but to go like, ask him, what, what do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> so one of the things he like, he'll, he likes to ask women, like, what do you love to do? And then they usually list out whatever they like to do, you know, exercising, going for walks, watching movies. I don't know. Dana loves fishing and hunting and uh, she's a country chick. Um, but, uh, but then, then what, when they ask, what do you like to do? Luke says, I like it. He, this, he, this is a cut and paste. He does this, does this for every woman. He says, surfing, guitar, extreme knitting, traveling, goose tennis, fighting crime and other fun stuff. And every time the women go either, they either bite, it's like a fishing lure. <laughs> they either bite on the extreme knitting or the goose tennis. They're like, what the fuck is goose tennis? And he says, <laughs> he says, well, I'll explain it to you in person. It ruffles a lot of feathers. <laughs> it's the dumbest, <laughs> the dumbest thing, but he gets so many dates with that. Um, the, like, or they'll ask him what, what's extreme knitting. And he's like, it's when you strap yourself to the bottom of a plane and you got to knit a sweater without dropping it or something. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Well, what they, they, you see that the whole idea is yeah. to make the person curious and use humor. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that's the whole point, you know, that's, that's a, probably the most effective way to get people to respond is to use humor. Um, and if you, it's a skill that takes time sometimes to practice. If you're not a, the funny guy in the room, uh, you know, that will take some time for you to get those clues and turn that into a good opening line. But as you start to do it, you know, you start to get shit like that. <laughs> I feel like uh, whatever technique you do, though, it has to, it has to be you. You can't. That's right. I, th like I said, I couldn't do 
what Luke does because it's not me. I don't joke like that. I don't say uh-huh. random shit. Like he'll, he'll say, uh, I think we'll be a good match. And then the women almost always go, why do you think that? And then he says, Oh, because I used to have a pet giraffe once. What? That makes no fucking sense, <laughs> but he gets away with it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's British, but, uh, I couldn't do that. That's not my personality. That's not how I roll. So I couldn't, there's no way I, I could do that. <laughs> what do you think D- Dana? Do you think uh, you want to try some goose tennis? Will it ruffle my feathers? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> That's funny. No, I can, I can definitely see uh, where he would get attention from that because it's funny. Like nobody wants to, I mean, of course you want to know, like, what do you like to do? Oh, you know, I like riding motorcycles. I like hunting. I like fishing, biking, hiking, whatever. But, you know, you get that abstract, you know, I don't even know where, what I want to know is like, where the fuck did he come up with goose tennis? I don't know. Like what? <laughs> I, he was, uh, he used to Silly get, British guy. He used to get coaching from this guy. There's a, uh, an Instagram account called, mm-hmm. uh, alpha activation. And, mm-hmm. and the guy who who's behind alpha activation does, does like relationship <laughs> coaching and stuff like that. So maybe that's where he got it. I don't know. Maybe he'll listen to this and then. Whatever go. he's doing, I can definitely see why he'd be doing it because he's trying to get a rise. He's trying to get you to laugh. And, sure. you know, a lot of women, you yeah. know, if so I think you definitely have to have a certain personality to be mm-hmm. able to like accept that kind of humor. Because if you're like, it, you know, the whole giraffe thing, you know, like we're going to be a good match because I used to have a pet giraffe and I would have been like, what? And I, it would have made me laugh, but then you're going to get the woman, of course, who's like, you're just not too serious for, you're you're not serious enough for me. You know, I think it really depends on her personality, but you know, but that's, that's funny. Yeah. And if you're looking for something, that's someone that's a little bit more outgoing, you know, nonchalant, happy go lucky. And that's what you're looking for on online dating. You don't, like take Tinder specifically, that is, it's getting better, but originally it was like the number one hookup site, you know, that's where you want, that's where you went if you just wanted like a one night stand or whatever, very rarely would you find like a serious relationship. It's changing now, but. Um, I I, fa- I found that to be the opposite, especially where we're at, Dana, like the western... We didn't meet on Tinder. We met on Bumble. I know, but the Western Slope, uh, like almost. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Almost everyone out here, because it's a very conservative area, almost mm-hmm. everyone's on on Tinder is really. They almost always have it in their profile, like not looking for hookups. You know, want you know whatever. Yeah, I... now that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It didn't used to be like that though. Like, for um, I was on it a few years ago, probably like five years ago. It was like. You know, everybody it was just like a hookup and so mm-hmm. you jump off that and you try to find something else now you know it's a little bit more serious but yeah there's still people that, out there looking using it for that's hookups. what you want if you're online dating like you're going there to meet people hopefully developing a relationship you know if that's your goal but, if that's your goal yeah. some of these guys are plate spinning which you are not a fan oh, of whatever <laughs> well, I mean, not that i'm not a fan of it it's just not for me you know sure. like yeah. plate spin all you want but Louise, are you a plate spinner? Uh, Absolutely not. (laughs) No, are you, are you, um, do you do, so like Rolo Tomasi, have you read uh, Rational Mail? (laughs) I have not read the book yet. I have seen some of his, his videos, but it's definitely in my bucket. 
So he, um, he kind of refers to it as like dating with a sniper mentality where you just focus on one person at a time. Um, uh-huh. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. Like if that's how you prefer to date, you don't want to have to remember multiple people's names and shit, then maybe mm-hmm. that's the best way to do it. Is that how you prefer to do it? No. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely like to, you know, get to know more people, uh, uh, people, multiple people at the same time. And that does not mean that I'm investing myself emotionally with all of them. Mm-hmm. But just meeting people, um, it's just a healthy thing to do, uh, to do, I, I feel. Okay, so you do, like, date multiple women at a time? Yes. Okay, that's plate spinning. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, so it's basically, okay, just, sense, yeah, you're just like, you keep yourself busy with multiple women some people want to just do that forever some guys want to do that until they find the right plate you know that's uh yeah it it wasn't always like this for me um for most of my life i was definitely and you know on the 97 percent uh spectrum and i think (laughs) yeah right (laughs) i think that's the natural like the net the the natural behavior of 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 the average man i would say that that it is to be like that like like horror says it's what we are being fed the, the whole life right so yeah, and that was Hollywood like until, and, yeah that's right that was until four years ago when i lost someone that really meant something to me and and i made pretty much every single mistake that cory <laughs> describes in the book it was just way too late for me to recover, but it was a good opportunity for me to change from that moment on. Yeah, I think that's uh, most of our stories. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, something happened and we're like, what the fuck did I do wrong? And you actually start taking the time to analyze it and study and go, holy shit, I've been doing this wrong my whole life and I can be such a better man. <laughs> If I just yep. <laughs> understand women better so I can serve them better. And it takes, it takes time, right? So w- w- the interesting thing about like, like a podcast like this, for example, is that um, I don't know, you know how it was for you. For me, the, this journey has been four years so far. So it's still in the very beginning. There's many, many uh, things to learn still, but the the 3% book teaches you a mindset you know mm-hmm. how to become that mindset and that that mindset actually is a, is perceived as attractive to women and it teaches you how to understand women in general you know how would you know what the things they say what they mean uh, what their actions mean so i would say that the the, the book falls into these two basic ideas um, of self-improvement and understanding women in general but when it comes to online dating it's more of a short-term thing right so you met someone today and you're trying to you you, you can't you know you it doesn't you only have a you know f- maybe a few days to turn that match into a date so the important thing we you know with this is to learn how to eliminate some of the mistake the common mistakes some of them we already talked about so that you can start having dates right now and not in four years, you know, when you develop that mindset. 
Yeah. I, well, I kind of feel like for the guys just starting out reading the book, because um, I don't know, if, I think there's some guys in the group that are trying to get to that 10 to 15 read goal that we're all trying to get to. And they're trying to get there before they actually go out and start dating. And I think that's a mistake. They need to go out and start practicing the principles so they can um, find out what works for them because some things in the book, you know, might work for other guys. They don't work for me, you know, and, and, and likewise, some things in the book work for me. They don't work for other guys. What would one of those things be? I'm super curious now. Um, well, I, I, I mentioned it before the, the confirm method. Okay. Yeah. So, so in the book and I, and Dana, you and I've talked about this before, uh, mm-hmm. but the book says that you basically set that definite date and then you're not to talk to that girl at all until that date. And you're just supposed to show up at the, at the restaurant and it's supposed to be all good. And she's supposed to magically show up. Uh, but like, I, I feel like there's, and there's guys on the page all the time that, uh, they'll, they'll post an update going, Oh, this chick ghosted me. This chick ghosted me. Uh, or they, or she stood me up rather that she stood me up. It's like, well, yeah, cause you didn't fucking confirm. So there's a, there's a YouTube channel, uh, by a guy named Dave Parada. And uh-huh. he, he's also on uh, another YouTube channel called how to beast every once in a while. And they both talk about this, what, what they call the confirm, confirm method, where you, you actually, I mean, you still don't chat too much before the date and then, but the night before the date, you reach out and make sure that the date's still on. If the mm-hmm. chick ghosts you at that point, you know, not to waste your time. If she says, oh, you know what? Something came up. We can't do it. You know, not to waste your time. And then, but if she says, oh yeah, absolutely. We'll see you tomorrow night. Great. Looking forward to it. Then the next morning you confirm again, just saying, Hey, looking forward to tonight. I'll text you when I'm heading out or something. And, you know, sometimes like if they, they might not reply then either. And then it's like, Oh shit, should I even go, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, but uh, most of the time, if they've confirmed the night before, they'll reply back the next morning too. I've, I've never had it where I've been stood up. So in my in my experience, like I, I think in the last few years, there was only one um, situation where the person totally disappeared and didn't show up and didn't say anything. I, I still go for Corey's advice of not texting to confirm, but the reason I think the reason why I haven't had many bad experiences with that is that I only go out with people that I can see that are that have a um, high level of attraction so i think it's if you you know if you are if you're asking someone out and and their level of attraction is in the five to six they might you know they might still say yes to the date but they're more prone to do things like that Mm -hmm. but once you know once you read the level of attraction and you see that the person is interested and is excited to meet you then the the probability of uh you know of them um not showing up is just smaller in, in general. Yeah, I get that. Also, um, are you familiar with Benny uh, Lichtenwaller? Uh, that's Walner, Lichtenwalner, I think no. that's his name. Well, Benny, he's one of the guys in the 3% man group, uh, but he's also a dating coach. And um, he, oh, cool. he, he posts uh, video comments a lot um, for guys on the page. 
Um, okay. He's also he's also been on the podcast before. One thing that he he recommends is uh, not setting the definite dates over text. He says get their number. Um, like if you're meeting on a dating app, for instance, get their number. And then he says, call them, physically call them, go old school, call them. Cause that's a bolder move. And he says, uh, if you call them and set that definite date over the phone, you're less likely to get stood up on as well. And you also don't have to confirm because it's, I don't know. He just says it. he, I, I haven't tried it. Luke has tried it and he's still gotten stood up. So <laughs> you know, I feel like it's, it's six of one, half dozen of the other really maybe like, like you said, only go out with chicks that are, have like a, uh, a seven to eight attraction level. But I feel like on a dating app, that's hard to get to right out of the gates. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if I would say seven to eight, like I, I would just say that someone that, that, you know, when they're talking, you know, in the message, it feels as excited to meet you as you are to meet them and and you see that you know by the how how big is their messages you know are they asking questions uh, back to you, you know, mm-hmm. are they being uh, are they giving you details about the 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 answer and a, a, a good example of this is there was this chick i was messaging recently and I, during the conversation uh, we were talking about our hobbies and and she, her answer to to her hobby was I would rather, uh, I actually have this, this written down here because I was going to comment about it. Mm-hmm. So she, she, her answer was like, I would rather spend the night stargazing on the back of my truck with a blanket and a bottle of wine than on a nightclub. So see how elaborate is this message, right? It, it tells a lot about that person and you don't see that type of, of emotional investment in one message if the person is not attracted to you. The, mm-hmm. What you see is small, vague message that doesn't have any type of excitement. She's giving you ideas so, too, just so you know. Yep. <laughs> She's like, this is the kind of data I want you to take me on. Just an FYI. Yep. Yep, yep. Take me to that truck. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention, boys. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, man. Right? <laughs> hey, come on, man. Exactly. Well, Louise, we're coming up uh, pretty close to an hour here, so I'm thinking we should probably wrap this up. Um, okay. But let me ask you a question. I ask everyone that I have on the show this. Um, what does being a 3% man mean to you? That's a good question. <laughs> well, I think for me it means that the goal is like – I'm more focused on my journey than on my destination, right? The goal is progress. So I'm not focused. I'm not, I don't know exactly what's going to come out of this, but what I know is that every day I'm better than I was yesterday. And for me, that's enough. Cool. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. All right, brother. Well, I think you gave us some really good insight today on the online dating. Um, I think for a lot of guys, they're like ready to give up on that. And I think that they should stick with it. I think it's still a very viable method to get dates. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like, it, especially like in, in, in my area, it's really hard to meet people just out and about just because there's mm-hmm. not that many people out here. It's, we're, we're, we're out in the country. Dana and I are out in the middle of 
Cowtown. Um, a lot of the people where I live are elderly because there's a lot of like retired yeah. people that live around here. So finding young, uh, you know, young people like our own age group is kind of difficult. So it's almost like online dating is almost the only way to meet people around here. Um, so yeah, definitely. I would say this is a very hot topic. And I think it was a, a great idea that you brought up and I'm glad that you came on. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. All right, man. We'll see you on the page. Thanks, man. Have a good, have a good night. You too. Thanks again for joining me, Luis. And also thanks again for joining me, Dana. I always like having you on. So the concept of online dating really is a hot topic. A lot of men and women are navigating the online dating worlds these days. So any kinds of tips on the subject are super helpful in my opinion. I hope you listeners out there got a lot of this week's episode. If so, please drop us a five-star review and share this episode with anyone who is getting frustrated in the online dating circuit. It may just help them out. All right, guys, until next time. Thank you for listening to Come On, Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.